this is Christopher Benincasa for the Jersey Arts Podcast. This week marked the 350th birthday of the state of New Jersey. The website, officialnj350.com, is filled with fun things to do throughout the state to celebrate, as well as fascinating articles about New Jersey's history and culture. One of those articles was written by critic and founder of the popular online magazine, TV Worth Watching, David B. and Cooley. He's been a TV critic since 1975 and is a regular contributor to NPR's Fresh Air with Terry Gross. A resident of New Jersey, he's also an associate professor of TV and film at Rowan University. I met with Bian Cooley at WHYY in Philadelphia, where Fresh Air is produced, to talk about the birth of the film industry in New Jersey, which all started in West Orange, in the famous labs of Thomas Edison. The motion picture industry exploded in the 1890s. Fort Lee, New Jersey became the Hollywood of the era, the original studio system. Film had evolved from a novel experiment to big business. California has since taken the spotlight, but New Jersey remains a prominent feature in our media landscape and the public imagination. In addition to his article for OfficialNJ350.com, Bian Cooley gathered together a panel of his fellow critics to put together a list of New Jersey-based or focused film and television. It wasn't a completely comprehensive list, but it was the things that made an impact for one reason or another. I mean, for television, Jersey Shore has to be mentioned, you know, but not positively, but it has to be mentioned. Uh, whereas on the other hand, some of the earliest films of Edison are just fascinating in every single respect, and I'm amazed that we still have them. I mean, it's so crazy to have film from two cent, you know, it's not the 20th century, it's from the 19th century, and we still have some of those. Why do you think we see so much New Jersey in movies and television? Well, you know, New Jersey has given us so many iconic film moments and TV moments that it's almost got its own vocabulary, which everybody understands. Um, there was a specific episode of The Sopranos set in the Pine Barrens, now, those of us who have lived in Jersey know the Pine Barrens, but to anybody else, that episode must have been like Hansel and Gretel lost in the woods, you know, but it's Jersey as much as the pork store in The Sopranos is Jersey and as much as, you know, Snooky over on MTV is. It's all, it's all sort of here. Jersey is many places, many people, many accents, uh, but it is a rich mine for characterization. We're still finding New Jersey as a great place to mine in terms of subject matter. The first film ever made in this country was made in New Jersey at Thomas Edison's lab, and it was called Monkey Shines. What can you tell us about that? These are the first attempts to try to, to, to put something on film, and the amazing thing is, uh, just between the first one and the second one, there's so much of a change. The first one uh, looks so muddy and out of, you don't even know that it's a human, if that's what it is, doing something moving back and forth. And this is just the beginnings of film. It's a miracle to me that we have these. But with, within like a year or two, they figure out a new way to do it and put the sprockets in and presto, it's clear. And then, you know, in the 1890s, we get serious good-looking film. Let's talk about one of your favorite films from Thomas Edison, Boxing Cats. It's from 1894. Think how long ago 1894 is. 
And here's a 30-second film of cats with boxing gloves on that are being held up and forced to sort of slap at one another. And it's the internet. It's just the internet had to wait more than 100 years to be, but it's, you know, when you're gonna make these 30 second films and you're gonna put them into little things that people either drop their money in or not, uh, you have to figure out, once you figure out how to film them, you gotta figure out who wants to see what. And do people wanna see cats? doing stupid things? In 1894, yes. In 2014, yes. It's just amazing to me that we haven't gotten any smarter. But there you are. Almost a decade later, we get The Great Train Robbery. Tell us about that one. Great Train Robbery is a famous film, and it's famous not only because it told a straight narrative, uh, sort of from start to finish, uh, about bank robbers who got their, or train robbers who got their comeuppance. Uh, but in the end, uh, it had uh, a gunman pointing his gun right at the audience and shooting, and this caused a panic. Again, as though somehow some projectile was going to come out of the screen and shoot some people. I'm sure not everybody fell for this, uh, but enough people did that it's it's famous. And there we go, uh, filmed around uh, New Jersey and a, a famous Western, even though it was an Eastern. So getting back to your list, you've got Hitchcock's Shadow of a Doubt, On the Waterfront, Spielberg's War of the Worlds, Kevin Smith's Clerks, uh, Beautiful Mind, Garden State, The Wrestler, The Station Agent, Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle, American Hustle, and now Clint Eastwood's Jersey Boys, all set or shot in New Jersey. And, of course, in television, there's The Sopranos. The Writers Guild West called it the best written television series ever made. I would say it's certainly in the top two or three. I mean, it is that good. Uh, and the performance, the central performance by James Gandolfini, it doesn't get any better than that. And, and here's a, a show that told about a particular place and time uh, with a particular class of people on the margins of or completely outside the law, but did it in a way that humanized them and, and made them both funny and scary and real and, to me, unforgettable and, and so incredibly modern. You can watch an episode of The Sopranos now, years later, and it has not uh, weakened at all. Um, it's, just a, it's just one of the best TV series ever made. And more recently, but set in the past, there's Boardwalk Empire. Boardwalk Empire, to try to take Atlantic City and go back and recreate it from the, from the Prohibition era, uh, is a fascinating idea. And, uh, you know, you start with Scorsese as one of the, Scorsese as one of the executive producers, and here you go. Here you go again. I think, I think, and HBO gave us both The Sopranos and Boardwalk Empire, so it gave us sort of the most fascinating TV shows about Jersey, past and present. So tell us about your online magazine, TV Worth Watching. Well, I started TV Worth Watching uh, the Monday after the Friday when I left the New York Daily News uh, in 2007. So I was like, okay, I'm leaving here. I'm going over here, and I was able to, in my farewell column for the news, say, this is where I'm going to be next if you want to keep reading me. So it just made sense to, to keep going somehow. Uh, the, the, the site began as a place to talk about 
the best of television, which I thought was going to make my workload easier because I wouldn't have to, you know, write about the bad stuff. But I still have to watch it to know if it's bad. So it, the workload thing didn't work out. But the center of it is what are the best things on TV that night? And if you go to the site, there's a, there's a best bets thing, which sort of says here's the best movies, the best television right there. And there are about a dozen active writers on it that are all uh, chiming in with reviews of upcoming things or analyses of, of recent things and interviews with the people who make good television. So, uh, you know, we rotate our slogans on the top masthead and one of them is no Kardashians which I think explains it as well as anything can. We're, we're you know, we're, we're paying attention to what we think is the good stuff. In your many years really studying television and film, what strikes you the most in terms of how the medium has evolved? A lot of people think what's on TV is better than the movies these days. It's fascinating if you take a long view of television. It began with these high, the, these high aspirations, you know, live TV, New York, you know, it really did some great stuff and wanted to keep doing great stuff. And then it became a pacifying medium and just going for the broadest possible, you know, audience. Uh, and for a while it was dumbed down, but here in the last 10, 15 years we've seen this new renaissance. And now I would agree, I think that television uh, on average is better than film on average. And it's remarkable to see how many writers and producers are thinking of television as a novel, you know, as, as a story with a, a beginning, a really interesting middle, and a solid end. And it's so satisfying as a viewer, and it makes my job harder as a TV critic, but I'm so happy that it does. Critic David Cooley is the founder of TV Worth Watching and is an associate professor of TV and film at Rowan University. To read his article about film and television history in New Jersey, go to officialnj350.com. And if you're looking for some cutting-edge cinema in the Garden State, two festivals are currently underway, the New Jersey International Film Festival and the Newark Black Film Festival. Visit njfilmfest.com and newarkmuseum.org for screening schedules. And for more information about the arts in New Jersey, visit jerseyarts.com. I'm Christopher Benincasa. Thanks for listening. The Jersey Arts Podcast is made possible by the New Jersey State Council on the Arts, supporting excellence and engagement in the arts since 1966.